Hello and welcome into the Recruiting Blitz podcast. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska. And the, the other person that you see, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, is not Jason Coburn uh, this week, our digital content extraordinaire. It is Nick Harris, uh, National Recruiting Analyst here at Rival, specializing in the Texas area. Um, and if, if you've been paying any attention whatsoever to Nebraska recruiting under Matt Rule, there has been a lot of Texas talk. So I'm definitely excited uh, to get a chance to talk to Nick. First things first, man. Nick, how are you? Man, doing pretty good. I'm excited to be on. Uh, ever since this hire was made official for Matt Rule and all the staff that he's putting into place, I've, I've been looking forward to hopping on and talking shop with you guys. Yeah, it's a good time because, you know, like you said, they have definitely it is intentional, as Bob Wager said yesterday in his press conference um, or Thursday in the press conference. By the time this goes out, it will not be yesterday. Um, but so uh, what I want to start with is this, Nick, um, Nebraska signed six. They had six players in the actual 2023 recruiting class um, from the state of Texas. Um, it, it has been, like I said, intentional that they're going after those guys. The seventh guy, um, Gage, Gage Wager, uh, Bob Wager's son, is walking onto the team as well um so it's been intentional so what's just kind of your high level thoughts about what matt rules hire has meant for nebraska in the state of texas yeah absolutely uh, he's made nebraska a brand again in the state of texas and i think that's that's the most important thing that he was able to do in his first uh 100 days or so as the, as the head coach of the Huskers, um, you know, being able to do that is very important in the state of Texas, you know, because it's just important to do in recruiting as well, because uh, most right. of the kids, they, whether you like it or not, they chase the brands and they chase the right. logo. So being able to just reestablish the brand, not only around the country, but, you know, in the state of Texas, as it was intentional, as Bob Wager said, and as I'm sure Matt Rule would tell you as well, uh, being able to do that's big time. And they were able to do that very early on in the 2023 class. Uh, they were able to establish some relationship, reestablish some relationships right. that, um, you know, the past staff members either had at previous stops or for Matt Rule's case at Baylor and Garrett McGuire's case at Baylor and, and his other stops. So just being able to reestablish that and get footing in as soon as possible and land six guys within the state, that's big time. And, um, you know, even, you know, a couple of those players are developmental guys. And that's important just to be able to turn around to the 2024 class and show those show those coaches in the state of Texas and around the country like, hey, we're, we're okay with taking these developmental type guys if it means that we we can establish these relationships and, you know, develop them as time goes on. Yeah, and one of the things that, that Matt Rule said during his February signing day press conference that reminded me of what you're saying about taking developmental guys, he says he does not want Nebraska to be a program that shies away from taking guys based on senior tape, right? Um, and you had, you know, Jeremiah Charles, Ishmael Smith-Flores, guys that came late um, from Arlington Martin, where Bob Wager was. Like, he doesn't want to shy away from taking those types of guys um, that can help the program down the road because he says, I don't know about you guys, but when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old, I wasn't all the way there yet. Um, so that's still definitely a thing in recruiting even though it's players are being identified earlier and earlier and one thing too that you mentioned kind of those relationships that have being kind of reestablished in texas it definitely caught my eye and i'm sure you noticed this too that right after i think it was like 48 72 hours after signing day matt rule and a bunch of staff members were down in texas back in texas at coaches clinics then i guess one of the things like to me i want you to be able to kind of speak to what that what kind of impact that has um for nebraska and kind of spreading that brand yeah for sure i i i we'll start with uh, kind of an off the off the path uh, topic here, just kind of re re-engage us back in Joey McGuire, the head coach at Texas mm -hmm. tech, whenever he was hired, which was, I believe November of 2021, it would have been, um, it, it was a huge hire in the case that he had more relationships with high school coaches in the entire state of Texas than maybe any other power five head coach in the country. And that has paid huge dividends in the time that he has been a head coach there. Uh, even if they didn't have the success that they had on the field last season, let's say they went three and nine, 
I still think they put together just as good of a recruiting class and just as good of recruiting momentum, just based off of just having that. And so Matt Rule, seeing that, uh, understanding that he has those connections from his time at Baylor and some of his staff members do as well, it'd be dumb not to go ahead and just do the same thing and, and be able to go to these coaches clinics, you know, meet face to face with these guys, because you never know when you might need one of them, one, three, five, 10 years down the road. And sure enough, early on, he's needed a couple of those relationships. And, you know, I, I think in talking to head coaches and there's a, a lot of similarities between both what Matt Rule has been able to do and what Joey McGuire has been able to do when it comes to a relationship building perspective and the fact that they're both genuine, they're both very natural and, you know, how they carry on conversation, how they handle a relationship. You know, some high school coaches, they'll get, you know, upset that, you know, a, a college coach will maybe come in once every three years yeah. when they have the four-star linebacker, yeah. when they have the, you know, the five-star running back that they want to see. But with these guys, they're, they're staying in contact every day with these guys, texting them, letting them, you know, know that if they ever need anything, that they're only a phone call away. And they truly mean that. Uh, their phones are ringing from start to finish every single day and right. they don't mind it. And that's, you know, that's part of the job. And that's part of what Matt Rule wanted to do in coming to Nebraska and being able to establish that pipeline here in the state of Texas. And I think he's done a really good job of it. And it's resonating with those high school coaches. Yeah. And one, and one of the best ways to kind of make the, have that resonate with high school coaches is something that a hire that Matt rule made or one of the key hires that he made. And Bob Wager, as I mentioned earlier, um, came straight from high school ranks uh, with Arlington Martin, where he's wildly successful down there. He'd been there for what, 17 years um, and had a very strong winning percentage down there. I guess when you kind of first heard that news and found out that he was going to be joining Nebraska staff at tight end, I guess, what was your initial impression and what kind of impact can Bob Wager have um, on Nebraska's recruiting efforts in Texas. Yeah, it didn't entirely surprise me. I think the only thing that may have surprised me about the hire was just the case that if I ever saw Bob Wager leaving Arlington Martin for a college job, I figured it would have been in the state of Texas. But right. now that we kind of know a little bit more context, it, it basically is a state of Texas job just because with <laughs> you know how, how much approach that they're taking in the state. But talking about the hire itself, I, I think it's fantastic for a multitude of reasons. Um, number one, his relationships, obviously, in the state of Texas. Arlington Martin is one of the uh, bigger powerhouse programs in the state. Uh, they're really connected with Under Armour, and, and he's been really big in developing that relationship with Under Armour. Uh, I think that's just very important to uh, the the culture that he was able to build at a, you know, a public a school with a, in a school district with six different high schools where there's a lot of competition for, you know, pulling players in. And that's, that's a big thing in the state of Texas, being able to just have a program that recruits itself almost. Obviously you can't recruit kids as a high school <laughs> right. program, but you know, if you have the facilities, which he was able to have, if you have the, you know, uh, financial backing, whether it be from, you know, Under Armour or boosters or whatever, he was able to develop that and attract talent. And as a result, he was able to find a lot of success. Um, and his experience, I think is going to be really key on this staff there's a there's a lot of young members on this staff which oh, yeah. is you know, something I really like about the Nebraska staff, but at the same time, you still need those veteran voices that, you know, have experience at different levels and have uh, experience with different kinds of kids. And Bob Wager is that he has experience with the high school kids. He has experience with the college kids. You know, when these kids move on and go to different programs around the, uh, around the country, um, he's staying in contact with them and he's right. with them every step of the way of their, their football career. So, you know, that's been a big part of what he's been able to do at Arlington Martin. Um, and I, I think lastly, culture building, you know, to, right. to build a, a big, culture at Nebraska, I think is something that fans would love to see. I think it would be huge. And, you know, keeping that high attendance record uh, in place for the Huskers and, uh, you know, kind of reestablish what Nebraska football means. I think Bob Wager would be a huge part of that inside the locker room. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just a little bit that we've heard from him already, like you can kind of see that. Um, and he talked about, you know, kind of that relationship building. One of the things that I thought was super unique that he mentioned, I would have never thought of this. We Like he was asked about how his, you know, recent high school experience and coming straight from high school can help him in his college job now at Nebraska. And he talked about being on the other side of that desk when the coaches come to his high school and how now he knows kind of how to kind of move and operate when he goes to high schools. And now he's in that role and he knows what those coaches are looking for i found that to be fantastic insight um we do have a story up about that on uh, inside nebraska right now too because i just thought that that was so interesting but you mentioned bob wager's experience on the other side of that experience spectrum is, is garrett mcguire obviously joey mcguire's son uh the coach of texas Tech. we've talked about a couple of times already you know he's not as known obviously because his resume is a lot thinner um, than most um all of the coaches that are on this staff so i guess what are your impressions of garrett mcguire kind of knowing of him down in texas and, and what do you think that he can do on this staff um, as kind of a recruiter? Because we hear it all the time from uh, people on our insiders board about kind of the concerns about having someone that young. He just turned 24 a couple of weeks ago um, being on the staff. So what, so what are your thoughts on Garrett McGuire? Yeah, I think he's the most experienced 24-year-old you'll find in any industry ever. Um, he has experience at all three levels, coaching at all three levels of football, you know, at high school, whether it be, um, you know, uh, assisting with his dad when he was at Cedar Hill High School and sticking around even after he graduated to kind of, you know, help the transition out of Joey McGuire into uh, Carlos Lynn, who was the head coach that took over for, at Cedar Hill uh, whenever Joey left for Baylor, and then going to Baylor and staying as a GA and being able to learn from that staff, and then going to the Carolina Panthers and being a part of that staff with Matt Rule and being able to to, you know, be in that building, uh, having all three levels of experience and understanding the perspective of what the high school coach, a college coach, or, uh, being on the recruiting staff, ha having all of those uh, perspectives is really important. And, um, you know, Garrett McGuire, when you look for the, the resume checkers, he has all of those. And I think the only thing he doesn't have is actual coaching experience, but um, he's lived with uh, one of the best coaches in Texas high school football history for his entire life. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a safe gamble. Um, and, you know, he's, I think he's going to be a fantastic recruiter recruiter as a result uh, of being the youngest coach in power five, you know, having that connection where he's only about six or seven years removed from the kids he's going to be recruiting, you know, that's big time. And he comes from a household where recruiting is the lifeblood. Uh, he mentioned in, in his uh, press conference yesterday about his, and they were talking about his dad, Joey McGuire, and the fact that he is his best recruiter. And I think uh, Garrett McGuire, if he were ever to take a head coaching job, he would be the same exact thing. He would be his best recruiter. He's got a big personality. He's still very young and green in the space. And I could tell even in that press conference yesterday, it looked pretty new to him. But, yeah. you know, as he comes into his own and as he gets going, he's going to be wanted by everybody in the country. And I think it's going to be a fantastic, uh, you, you know, thing for Nebraska to go ahead and have him in the building, um, you know, just to have that experience in the short time as a head coach. And then obviously having the relationships that he has, it's huge. And I think it's the biggest 24 year old hire you can make. It's good. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a fascinating thing because I feel like the, the other people that you've seen kind of get hired this early, you know, the like Lane uh, Kiffin, Lincoln Riley have been a couple of really successful ones. I feel like those guys, it just seems to work out in most cases when they're this young, because guys don't like like a guy like Matt Rule is not going to just take a random chance on a guy and put him in that position like he's going to. And it's funny because every time because basically for every assistant availability, someone has been asked in some way, shape or form about 
Garrett. Um, and, and they've all basically said, and he doesn't need us watching after him. He knows what he's doing. Um, he does he does as much film work and study um, as any of us here. He's here in the building at 4, 4.30 a.m. Um, Evan Cooper was kind of talking about that and them going back and forth uh, kind of with weightlifting and all of that. Uh, so it, it's really interesting. That one will be fascinating to see this play out. Um, and one of the off of the off the field hires, and Matt Rule has made several behind the scenes hires. I think it's like 50 hires behind the scenes that he's also <laughs> made. Um, it's the biggest staff um, in the Big Ten. I think it, it's bigger, slightly bigger than Ohio State staff. Uh, but Matt Rule's chief of staff for football um, has been named as Dr. Susan Elza, who's comes um, from Texas as a well-respected member down there, um, running kind of the coaches association and all of that. And the thing that continues to come up every time she's mentioned in one of these press conferences, just how um, well-respected she is. I think that, I think Garrett McGuire referred to her as a dynam as a dynamic home run hire um, for Matt Rule. And Matt Rule basically said the same thing. So kind of walk us through kind of your experience with her and like what you know about kind of the relationship builder that she's been throughout her past and why she's so respected. Yeah, absolutely. Relationships, once again, uh, in the state of Texas, and she has a lot of those. You know, if you're looking at this Nebraska staff as the Avengers, and I'm going to get a, become a movie nerd right here. She's, <laughs> here we go. she's the Nick Fury of, of this staff. You know, she's the one that's over the top, you know, um, you know, uh, observing everything and, you know, making sure the pieces are in line and, you know, bringing in the pieces that, you know, would fit into to the program. And the chief of staff role is relatively new in, in Power 5 football or just in football and college football in general. And it, it kind of just fits whatever staff uh, or whatever program thinks the role should be and I think with her it's going to be the perfect quote-unquote CEO of an athletic program and I don't think you could find a better one than Susan Elza uh, you know she's somebody that will work with Matt Rule on a day-to-day -day basis the AD on a day-to-day -day basis um, working with uh, various staff members on a day-to-day -day basis just putting together a team is something that she's done a really good job of uh, just a couple of examples of things she's done at her previous stop at the UIL where she was the executive athletic director um, for example the 2020 season um, during uh, the COVID season was really tough on a lot of high school School governing bodies. Uh, many states did not even play football during the 2020 season. And uh, in Texas, you know, the cases were really bad. There was a lot, uh, a lot of stuff and a lot of pressure going on, not only from, uh, you know, the health department in the state of Texas, but from football fans, you know, Texas high school football, it still is what it is. You got to get those games in somehow. So she did a really good job of balancing that and being able to fit an entire season in with little to no struggle. It was uh, pretty impressive. And it was the UIL's 100th season. There was a lot of pressure just around making it a big deal that year. And she did a fantastic job with, uh, you know, being able to manage those waters and, you know, still create the spectacle that it is. And as a leader, very well connected and very respected. Uh, you know, you ask anybody in the state of Texas, you will not find many people that do not like Susan Elza. Uh, she's a, a fantastic woman. She has experience uh, both as a coach, as an athletic director, and then obviously as the, um, the leader of the governing body of the Texas High School uh, Sports Association. Um, I think she could be a future Power 5 AD uh, in the future. And, you know, to have you know, someone like that in the building right now at a program that you're trying to build back, I think that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's it's so fascinating because of what basically kind of going through the different some of the different puzzle pieces that Matt Rule has put in place. One of the common themes that I think in just in this conversation with you today is a lot of these these folks are like great relationship builders people that are seen as up and coming folks that are going to continue to move up the ranks beyond the job that Matt Rule has them in right now. And, and I think that that to me is a real X factor and a wild card, because to me, one of the things I always say about really successful, you know, power of five, big time college football programs is eventually you should have like a lot of people that leave, not because you're moving them out, but because you've been successful as a program and people recognize the talent within your building. Like that is something that has not been a thing 
thing here at Nebraska, along with winning. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and so that makes sense, right? And so I think that getting back to that and having that sort of thing happen with, within Nebraska would be a great thing down the road, obviously. Um, again, one of the, and the thing I want to kind of get you out of here on, Nick, and I definitely appreciate all the time with you today, is that Matt Rule, like you said, obviously putting together kind of his Texas Avengers, right? Like he's putting that together. Like how formidable do you think that this group can be and landing talent um, on a year in and year out basis uh, from the state of Texas? The excitement uh, around Nebraska is way higher at this point than I expected it to be. Uh, talking to recruits across the state, and especially in the 2024 class, which is this upcoming cycle, very important for the Huskers and rebuilding the program. There's a lot of excitement around the Huskers. I think there's going to be some surprising official visits that you know top recruits in the state of Texas make out to Lincoln. Um, you know, the hype around Nebraska in the state of Texas is back, and I, I love it. I think it's uh, great for not only the state but for college football. I think they will find a lot of success in the state, and I think they'll find a lot of success at the program. And that, that's about as simply put as I can put it. I think they'll find a lot of success. Nice. Okay. So that, I'm going to put you on the spot here uh, because I brought this up on a previous video um, that you can also find from our rapid recap of Wager McGuire's um, press conference. I set the over under for six uh, Texas high school recruits for the 2024 class for Nebraska. Six is not a magic number. It's the number, like we said, off top of, of players that they signed from the state in the 2023 class. So Nick, over under on whether or not or for Nebraska for six players and from Texas in the 2024 class. I'm going to go over and I'm going to say eight. I think it, I think yeah. there's already, you know, a, a lot of uh, uh, momentum building around the program. And we already already saw late in the cycle when they needed spots to fill. They keyed in mm -hmm. on the relationships that they already had. And they filled those spots with those relationships based on trusted evaluations that they know. And the most trusted evaluations that they can get is from coaches that they know. And most of the high school coaches that they know are in the state of Texas. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up with five or six uh, coming out of the early signing period. And then they add two or three once again going into February just as they did just as they did this year um because they found a lot of success doing it so I would say eight and I would definitely say over all right I, I'm right there with you I'll, I'll go on record again I'm, I'm on the over as well uh I think it's going to be a big year I'm with you when you I, I've talked to a handful of kids down in Texas it's just kind of looking at kind of some of their top targets uh for Nebraska for this year and they are buzzing about Nebraska and I'll be curious to see as we move through kind of camp season and all of that what more you uncover and what we kind of put together at inside Nebraska from those guys but again Nick thank you so much for hopping on that's going to do it for this episode of the recruiting blitz make sure if you're watching this on YouTube if you like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get the videos directly in your feed. Catch all of our written content over at Inside Nebraska, nebraska.rivals.com, and we will catch you guys next time.